what if living your best self and your ideal life was your religion, your God? Welcome to the Church of Awesome, a podcast dedicated to the principles of living an awesome life. Welcome to the Church of Awesome Podcast. This is your Sunday sermon by the Catalyst of Transformation. Brought to pre. You can catch these live on Sunday. Someday they'll be at 8 a.m. when I get my butt out of bed. But right now it is 9.42 on a beautiful Sunday, May 17th. One week from Memorial Day weekend. And today I am talking about the law of attraction and how your Facebook feed is your law of attraction, your social media, your YouTubes, even your Googles. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, I'd like to preface, if you've been following me at all, you know I do not believe in the law of attraction. This came to me about a year and a half ago, around two years ago, on a walk, where things just clicked in my brain, and I recognized the flaw, the main flaws in the law of attraction, and I've been recognizing them for years, and I used to be really in the law of attraction. I've listened to at least a thousand, if not two thousand hours of Abraham Hicks, probably more than that, actually, and I researched it, I listened, because that's the way my brain works. If I like something, I want to know everything there is about it. And a few things happened in my life that made me recognize the fact that the law of attraction does not work for me. It doesn't make sense. For instance, when my uncle died, my vibration was high and that was one of the worst things that ever happened to me. And I'm supposed to believe that my uncle dying is in my vibrational vortex, my vibrational craw, if you will. And the fact that I keep on hearing from Master Hicks is people who are focus and have something they want to vibrate into their lives that they don't die if you will death only comes to people who have death in their vibration and my uncle at that time was on a way up he was going back to a microsoft he had epiphanies in his life and he was really working on being a better person at that time and unfortunately that's when he died when his vibration was on the rise And not only that, you can take Sam Lloyd, who died a couple weeks ago. When he was getting brain cancer in his brain, he just had a baby boy. And not only that, he just got one of his theater things. I don't know how the theater works, but basically he found somebody to produce one, one of his musicals. So his vibration was riding high and bam, he had brain cancer. And you're supposed to believe something on the line that he had brain cancer in his vibrational vortex. and. I notice how a lot of times you talk about people, about the law of attraction, they utilize that, almost weaponize it to the point where it's an attack on the person for bad things happening into their lives as if one of your problems is you have to raise your vibration so nothing bad happens. But also reading the work of Brene Brown made me recognize the fact that a lot of things that happen with the law of attraction is sympathy and not empathy and empathy is being there with the person and truly saying something along the line we got this where law of attraction is more that you got this you need to do this you need to do this you need to raise your vibration not we need to raise our vibration it's more sympathy than empathy and i just want to start off that way because if you pay attention to me at all you know that i'm not a big fan of law of attraction here i am talking about the law of attraction but at the same time you don't want to throw the baby out with the bath water law of attraction is not 100 bad there's good things about it number one It allows you to focus on the positive and everything I've researched in life 
having being realistic and being optimistic if you can combine those two you will live your best life being realistic makes you want to solve your problems and take care of yourself and being optimistic believes that you makes it so you believe you can so if you continually work on yourself to raise your vibration while not ignoring the issues in your life and dealing with them you will live a more happy and joy-filled life a longer life even also i believe it's just a good way to turn things around a lot of the exercises are very good at finding possibility and possibility is one of the great aspects of life if you believe something is possible or if you're in that high vibration that you can get and when i'm in that high vibration when i did work with the law of attraction i have some of my best ideas or new ideas even doesn't even have to be good ones but still ideas come so i see benefit in the law of attraction there's a lot of great teachings in it i just i don't believe in this idea that i put out something and in the universe some kind of rearrange things on a quantum level so that it comes to me as if i made a wish and also the pot of gold is right there there's plenty of terrible human beings with low vibration who are rich and there's plenty of amazing people with high vibrations who die homeless and penniless and had not the best life Saying that, today we're going to talk about Facebook and YouTube and Google. And how if you want to notice your vibration, if you want to figure out how you're doing in your life when it comes to leaving, living a healthy, happy, joy-filled life, all you have to do is look at your Facebook feed. See, Facebook, Google, even Amazon, all of these work on an algorithm, an AI that is specifically based off the things you look at, the things you search for. And what you put out there into the interwebs. And then it calculates everything on the back end way more complicated, almost like quantum physics, than I can ever explain and then hands it to you. Because all of those social media companies, all the internet companies, almost any company period are selling you the same thing. Emotion. They recognize that strong emotion gets you to stay on their page longer, gets more engagement, if you will. And so the more you engage with their site, the more A, you'll buy something, B, you'll look at their ads, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. In fact, YouTube got in trouble, kind of, because there's this law in this country where online platforms are not responsible for the content that they have. That is why if somebody makes a video about how to create a pipe bomb and tells people to go blow something up and then puts it on YouTube. Somebody watches it, goes and blows something up with that pipe bomb. People are hurt. YouTube is not liable because they're not responsible for what's on there. And that law is, of course, right now, due to a lot of things, especially the 2016 Russian meddling election in the election, as well as some other dangerous things that happen due to Facebook and YouTube and people getting hurt. That law is under attack. And it's why you see a lot of censorship, really. But this is not about censorship. This is about Facebook and YouTube and Google and everything. So basically what I'm saying is that everything is out there. And it's almost like exactly how they expect a lot of attraction. What you put out there, all the algorithms will determine what will give you the best engagement and the best engagement is anger. There's nothing that will have you stay on a platform longer than being angry, frustrated, wanting to change. This is one reason why conspiracy theory videos do very well because they play off that anger and YouTube will be happy to show you those videos because that will keep you engaged. You can see it in Facebook as well. 
So I came to this epiphany when I learned about how this algorithm works. When I learned how YouTube was starting getting blamed for the rise of Nazis in America and the career, pretty much the career of Alex Jones of InfoWars, how basically they were trying to, the algorithm, this wasn't, I don't know if this was done on purpose in a sense of recognizing anger, but the algorithm did recognize engagement and then it determined that pushing people down the rabbit hole, if you will will make people want to watch more videos so people see more ads. So you go on YouTube and you search something about Hillary Clinton in 2016's election. The next video down would be something along the lines of Hillary Clinton Pizzagate. Even if you were searching for something positive, because it knew that even if you don't believe in it, it knows that if you click on it and watch it and you'll be angry about it, Even if you're angry that it's on there, you'll end up watching the only whole thing, even just to hate watch it. Even just to say, oh, this makes me angry. I can't believe people believe this stuff. And you hit the dislike button. That's the funniest thing about YouTube is hitting the dislike button. Because not only does it not care, all it cares is you click a button. That's all it cares about. Oh, this got engagement. It doesn't matter if something has more likes than not. Remember Rebecca Black's Friday is one of the most disliked video of all time. It had something like 50 million or something dislikes, but it was also at the time one of the most popular videos ever because it was getting that engagement. This is the same thing when you comment on somebody's post that you don't like on Facebook, because this is almost a collective version of the law of attraction. The way it works is You see a post that makes you angry, that pisses you off, especially if you're in a group. This is one of my favorite things that I noticed. Going into Mike Dooley's, he wrote wrote Infinite Possibilities. I've been a part of that group. I've been part of like Angel Watch, Lightworkers, all these positive people groups. A lot of them. People who believe in the law of attraction. And then I notice how much they believe in the law of attraction when someone posts something that is negative. Quote, unquote, politics generally, because people just flip out over politics. And then they'll post something along the lines of moderators, please delete this post or this post shouldn't believe here or leave politics out of the post. And the funny thing is their comment is what causes that post to be seen by more people. If all the people who dislike that post, because generally speaking, most of the comments are this post doesn't belong here. The reality is only one person needs to post that or not even post that. Just report it to the mods. Ignore it and report it to the mods. Moderators. That's it. If that's all they did, people will not see that post. But because they put their vibration, their concentration and comment is on that post. Now it explodes on more people's feeds. That is pretty much a law of attraction in action. The ability to look at a post, comment negatively on that post. Now that post due to the algorithm gets engagement and now it is seen by more people. I see this happen all the time. I know I'm also, I'm not going to say that I'm better than anybody. I can also look at my life and see how many times I've increased engagement on things I don't like. And things that I wish weren't out there. And it's hard not to. It's hard not to get sucked into that anger and that frustration. And that's why they know it works. Because even me, Joyous Expansion, Church of Awesome, who understands that the algorithm, if I post, this is BS, you're terrible, or anything like that on something I don't like, it will be now be seen by more people because that interaction says, oh, 
somebody interacts this post, that means that there's something about it. And if more people post something, and it doesn't matter if it's negative. This is the funny thing about ads. I see this all the time with Facebook ads. People will post this product is crap or you're lying or whatever on the ad. That tells Facebook that their engagement, the person who's commenting on it is making that ad better. In fact, I do Facebook marketing and I learn about it. And there's this one person who he specifically writes misspellings or grammar errors, blatant ones. And people will comment about those errors, sometimes angrily. And he does that on purpose because he knows those comments will increase engagement so that more people will see his ad and it'll be cheaper. And that's the thing. If you get 100 people to comment on your ad, all of a sudden, instead of paying for 10 cents per impression or something like that, getting it's generally cheaper than that, but we'll just say, instead of paying 10 cents to get it shown in front of people, a lot of people are angry and posting. It now costs one cent and will be shown to a lot more people for cheaper. So anytime you comment on somebody's post that you are angry at or you don't like, you are increasing the chances of that idea spreading. In fact, that's law of attraction in action. We're putting our collective energy about something, something that angers us, and then it blows up. And the best thing to do is report it or block it or unfollow it. And not only that, Facebook and everything are connected in a way, and they share this data because they know that if they share the data with each other, that they'll able to increase your engagement and sell you more things. All this time without Skynet would take over the world and cause damage and create a robot army, when in reality Skynet's there to sell you crap. And they all talk to each other. And then all of a sudden you'll see more of these things in your feed. You'll see more of those videos. I can tell when I go down the rabbit hole of anger because I'll go to my YouTube and see suggested videos and I'll see people like Glenn Beck. I'll see Bill Maher and all these other people that I specifically do not like. And you think to yourself, what did I do to do this, cause this to happen? Because it's your actions that are causing the algorithm to do that. So if you want to see how you're vibrating, if you want to see what you're putting out in this world, in social media, look at your suggested YouTubes. If they are negative things, if they're angry things, your vibration is low. If you look at your Facebook feed and what you see is more anger, what you see is more pain, what you see is people complaining, that's what you're putting out there. In fact, if you see people commenting on your things that way as well, that's what you're putting out there. Because those are the people who are being shown your things. And those people are also being collectively show things that make them angry. In fact, you see something like 10 to 20% of your friends in your feed because Facebook doesn't want it to be super big and confusing. So they show you a very small percentage and they want it to be the people you engage with the most. And if it's mostly people posting things that make you angry, for me, it'd be like seeing Plandemic. I was seeing that everywhere on my feed because it would make me angry. And once I started just unfollowing or untagging myself or just removing myself from that conversation, then it started to disappear and I don't see it anymore. Plus, they are removing it more and more. But I'm just saying, once I recognize that and want to actually raise my vibration, which I do think is a good thing, feeling good is good. I know, controversial. 
So I'm not anti-joy, obviously. This is not the church of pragmatic sadness. This is the church of awesome. It's about being awesome. So take a look at your Facebook feed. Take a look at your Google suggestions. Notice what is coming up. In fact, even look at your Google News. All that is based on an algorithm that is determined to get you to engage. And they know anger and frustration is one of the best ways to engage you. And if you see a bunch of things that are making you angry, that are frustrating you, your vibration is low. And if you truly believe in the law of attraction, you have something that is based on reality that you can see, that you can truly see, that will show you exactly how you're vibrating, exactly what you're putting out there. So if you want to clean up your vibration, clean up your Facebook feed. If you want to clean up your vibration, every time you see a suggested video that you don't like, just take it down. Just say, don't suggest this to me anymore. Don't click on it. Just say, don't suggest this to me anymore. If you go, same with Twitter, same with all of these. Your Facebook feed is your vibration. It's right there for you. This is Brett Dupree, Catalyst of Transformation for the Church of Awesome. Reminding you once again to be love, to be joy, to be awesome. Much love, my friends. For more information about the Church of Awesome, check out thechurchofawesome.com. The Church of Awesome is recorded live 8 a.m. Pacific Time at the Church of Awesome Facebook group. Now go out and live an awesome life.